Hi everybody and welcome to show 335 of the Sunny 16 podcast. It's lovely to be here once again with you all. Um, we actually have a full house today in the room. It's a very special show because today we are going to finally, finally get round to doing the judging of the Cheap Shots Challenge. Woohoo! Um, so in the room with me today we have our lovely producer, Graham. <laughs> Hi, Graham. <laughs> you know what I'm happiest about being here, Rach, is the fact that because I'm actually on the show, you can't just mute me and block on my video. So mm -hmm. I can gesture at you all night. You, you can, you can. And absolutely. Will. And absolutely will be. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, Graham. Normally, what happens is I have to mute and uh, video mute you so that I'm not distracted. Mm hmm. But there we go. Unfortunately, I have no such powers today. Um, so I'm going to rely on my co-host, Claire. Claire, hello. Hello, hello everyone. Yeah, it's great to be here. And lovely that we've got a full house. Absolutely. We've got Super Graham. <laughs> and super Graham. <laughs> our super special guest as well, Rachel. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would love to introduce you to our wonderful guest, um, our co-guest, uh, co-judge co today. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, the wonderful Valerie Plichter. Hello, Val. Hi. Um, so, Val, you are um, a an English teacher. Work with literature all the time, um, shaping young minds. Um, shall we I say? Hope so. Hopefully. Um, For the better, I hope. And also. <laughs> Um, you're a sometimes model muse for myself, you know. Um, when we were talking about getting a judge in to uh, look at the images for today, because the theme, of course, for this Cheap Shots Challenge is around literature, we thought somebody like yourself would be perfect. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you us. for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to do this. It's out of my wheelhouse. I've never done anything like this before, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So I guess... Um, it'd be nice to know a little bit about yourself first, Val. Mm -hmm. um, what it, kind of things brought you to um, what you do now, to literature, to teaching English, and what it is that you do? I've had my head of department, God bless, once described my CV as the strangest one that she'd ever seen. Uh, <laughs> so my road to English teaching was definitely not a conventional one. Started off wanting to be a clinical psychologist, ended up working a million retail jobs, fashion merchandising, housing nonprofit work, various kinds of things. Couldn't quite figure out what I was meant to be doing. And then, as you know, my sister is also an art teacher and she just said, look, I know you. You are meant to be in a classroom. You're meant to be working with teenagers. You're meant to be talking about the thing that you love, which is books and just trying to get those big ideas out. And I fought it for a really long time. I fought that for it because it's such a stereotype, like having an English degree and then going into teaching English is just like, ugh. everyone does it. You rail against it. And it turns out I really love it, which kind of sucks because oh, no, it's like great. brutal as a job, but I love it. It's great. That's awesome. And yeah. I, I do really love the fact that you have this kind of like, the side of what you do Val because obviously alongside um, your work uh, as a professional teacher um, you do of course model and you have a very distinct stylish um, eye and your own very um, distinct look and things that you always mm. bring to photography and I really like that um, kind of combination of what you what you bring to the kind of like creative field if you like. Um, is that something that you've always wanted to do as well? Um. You know, it's funny. Thank you, by the way. Uh, I actually didn't used to care about 
style and I didn't used to care about aesthetics at all, actually. I'd say probably until I was about 20, give or take. It was just not something that I really thought about whatsoever. And then I just realized, you know what, this is actually a really, I think I was just kind of taught that it was shallow and it was better to just be humble and modest all the time. And that's not me, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> vanity is my flaw and I'll embrace <laughs> that now. Uh, and I love bright colors, obviously, and all that. So yeah, I think having a sense of style is something that you definitely kiss a lot of frogs <laughs> and then find whatever metaphor I'm going for here that's not working, but we'll, we'll end on it. Uh, yeah, it's just sort of, thank you. It's, it's a fun blend to try to marry those kind of worlds together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's always interesting to find out a little bit more about our guests and what kind of things they're inspired by, what kind of, um, I mean, Claire, for example, um, has a really diverse knowledge and range of uh, films um, that she loves uh, and mostly works obviously with instant and Polaroid film and things like that. So I'm always interested in how people are either writers and photographers or musicians and photographers or stylists and, yeah. and how that kind of like marries up together. Um, so is there anything that you're excited about at the moment or that you've been inspired by in terms of books or literature or photography or any of those fields? Yeah, I've started getting more into, I know it's obviously a film at the minute, but um, Poor Things by Alistair Gray is the book that I'm currently mm -hmm. reading. So Glaswegian author. And it's quite sad, actually, that I think they took Glasgow out of the film. Uh, but it's... I really like, and this is with art as well and composition, but I really like an unreliable narrator. And that's sort of the driving narrative behind um, Poor Things is that, it, you know, it seems like this gothic tale and then you find at the end that actually none of it might have been, true spoiler, uh, but, <laughs> and I do like things, especially in art where they, it looks like something at first glance and then something's a bit off. It's not quite what it appears to be. And I quite, I like that kind of idea of, there's something simmering beneath the surface that's not all superficial, not quite what it seems. That's that's interesting because there's so many stories we can tell both with words and with pictures. And mm -hmm. I think it's a lovely combination of being able to do that. Like what's the story behind that image or what's that story, you know, that's the subtext behind, mm -hmm. you know, the words that are written on the page. So um, I think it's a lovely kind of combination. And actually I'm going to throw it to Graham because you were the one who came up with the theme for this cheap shots challenge he looked he literally looked behind him then as if there was going to be <laughs> in the room um that was. so where did the idea for picking this theme come from graham and why was it you landed on literature uh i think it was because i thought it would be it's the pretty much the broadest topic i could think of um <laughs> and everybody well i'm not gonna say everybody because that's always asking for trouble but most people have book books that have been meaningful to them or that they've enjoyed or that have played a part in their life whether you've read them listened to them were read them as children whatever it might be it's literature it's one of the big ones right yeah. writing one of the popular ways of expressing ourselves <laughs> um and i just this and i think it's interesting uh, having seen um some of the photos not there's a huge amount of them but the photos that we got from um people who have sent stuff in and from uh, the three of us we've all done different things we've all 
approach the subject from a different mm. angle. And I actually, um, when I was uh, in panic mode going, oh my God, I haven't done anything two days before the deadline, um, I made a little flow chart of like, what could this be? And like, there's just so many things that you can go from because mm. literature, literature, I mean, stories and then written stories, I mean, that's about as old as it gets really, isn't it? First, we were just talking to each other and then we were writing it down. And so everything starts and goes from there really. And, I guess a parallel with drawing pictures on cave walls and then that becoming yeah. better pictures on cave walls and stuff. So and yeah. then the camera obscura because you realize that there was an image upside down on the back of the cave wall that had been projected through mm. a hole in the crack in the wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So mm. that took us to photography. Well done, everybody. I think we've managed yeah. to bring that round full circle. Mm -hmm. very, very good work, team. Um yeah, so um I was yeah, I was also sort of like thinking about that that link between the two and i guess we'll come on to looking at our images yeah. and things in a little bit but um claire is there anything that you No, i was just thinking because it's it, it, recently i started reading again it's like i go in fits and starts and i hadn't like literally sat and read a book for ages until one day you, you remind yourself actually oh yeah what about reading i've got loads of books sometimes and i think they're gonna just go in off through osmosis but anyway i've just been reading a french um film sort of a french noir novelist frederick dard little little novellas but they were i think he's really good but again you forget how rich when you read how it really kind of influences even your day-to-day -day life you can start even sort of like behaving like the characters but mm. how again you get your ideas from literature for your own for your own photography and get ideas for sets and stuff from different atmospheres so like this even though this well, this one I just read was set in Paris and it felt in the 1950s there was very much a, I don't know it was very film noir -y, you know and um, yeah so I think you are definitely influenced and, and following on from what Val said it's a real shame I think that they took Glasgow out of that film because actually one a, a, a author I really like is I think he is from Glasgow um, Trocky Alexander Trocky um, I think he was a bit of an outsider uh, writer at one point and I think there was a film made from one of his books Young Adam years ago but he's a, I think he's a really good writer and he's when you read his books you can really get vivid imagery that you know runs through your through your mind but anyway I'll digress on to it's great it's lovely to to know about because mm. again these are uh, mm. these are not books that I would necessarily come across myself no. Um, I, I guess I'm sort of going off on the train of thought of using photographs for storyboards. So it's yeah. like stories from the script is from the literature is how it's yeah. written. And then we look at how we storyboard that visually when we're, yeah. you know, creating a screenplay and, and actually making it into a film. And then the final output of that is still photography and then film, right? Yeah. So it's got a lovely kind of like thread that runs through yeah. this as well. Um, I don't mean to like put you on the spot or anything. So this is open to everybody. But um, do you have any any kind of like favourite books that you would love to sort of like see storyboarded as still photography? Is there anything that comes to mind? Maybe Val, is there anything for you? Well, it was funny that you were, as you were talking about storyboards, it's just you gave me a lesson. I <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I should make my year nines do a homework yeah. project where they have a photo album as one of the characters like what would they take po like what would they take photographs of what would they what would romeo 
take pictures yeah. of you know like that just yeah. kind of oh. what Mercutio like what kind of strip club would he find you know like that kind of <laughs> thing and I'm like I should probably do that um oh, I love so, that idea. you so, are welcome <laughs> I'll give you credit it'll be in the little powerpoint postscript um let's see books to sorry the question was books about uh, to storyboard basically yeah, yeah just if you if there's anything you can, oh this would look amazing you know or you when you read it you kind of like visually mm -hmm. you're seeing that you know just sort of like appearing in front of you like i say it's open to anybody if anybody would like to uh, difficult because these days so many books have been done you're like oh that oh that's yeah seen that but it's not always easy to adapt a book mm -hmm. you know and uh, and so there's there are still plenty that haven't been done you know we're talking obviously mm -hmm. blockbusters and things and there are obviously lots of adaptations but um yeah i was just wondering if there was anything that kind of jumped out for myself i would actually say the og diana wynne jones actual original adaptation the you know, version of house castle not the Mm -hmm. gorgeous Miyazaki film but the actual just you know 1980s fantasy novel especially um I'm not sure if anyone here has read it it's actually my favorite book I love Howl's Ruby Castle and it's when especially when they go off to Wales and they're mm -hmm. so bless them they're so confused about like what a car is and what denim is and just sort of <laughs> seeing like these awkward fantasy you know witches and wizards in yeah. 1990s you know wales with the rugby oh. jackets and just being like <laughs> help what yeah. is this metal we, contraption yeah. be quite fun it's basically claire isn't it you know yeah. <laughs> like claire lives in anglesey in wales and uh, it's a very very specific kind of community who you document all the wonderful <laughs> characters who you yeah. live so yeah. you could just imagine that being transplanted well there we go we actually have somebody in situ who would be able to storyboarding <laughs> That's an idea for everybody. <laughs> I expect it on my desk by next week. <laughs> okay, it's a deal. <laughs> Claire would be able to do that. She's amazing. <laughs> like, off we go. Once I've got an idea, and then you run with it. And uh, I love that. It's so good. Um, so yeah, they, this this is really nice to find out a little bit more about like what makes you tick and how that kind of thread runs through with literature and with photography. Um, shall we have a look? Shall we move? on to looking at the images that we've had okay. sent today because we've got um a couple of emails from people and who've talked us through what they've done as well which is one of the lovely joyful things about the cheap shots challenge so for anybody who's listening who hasn't yet taken part or needs a little refresher the idea behind it of course is that we take our cheapest camera uh, if you like our most unloved and kind of like interesting um let's say sub sub 50 quid sub 30 quid or sub 50 quid um camera and a roll of film or a pack of film whatever you're able to use and basically go and shoot around a theme so as we know the theme this time was literature but the idea is that you hold on to that same camera and that you use it for every subsequent theme as well until it's not working or you know or it's fallen under a car or something like that um because it's just a nice way of trying to make these things accessible to everybody and say, look, you don't need the fanciest tools, you don't need the fanciest equipment, but have some fun with photography and go out and like set a little mm. bit of a challenge for yourself. And I love how much people throw themselves into actually making something work from it and how given yeah. objects, uh, like you say, Graham, you chose something that's very broad, how diverse 
and different the kind of like ideas can be that bring it to it. So it's always lovely to know about the story behind it. Um, and you can probably tell listeners, my voice is starting to go. So I'm gonna hand over to somebody to have a read um, through the emails. Um, maybe Graham, do you want to start with the first one? Yeah, sure. Okay. okay, so this first one is from Jonathan Becker, who writes, Dear Rachel and Claire, glad to see the cheap shots challenge come back. Always so much fun. Now Jonathan has been one of the most consistent people for taking part and has taken Aww. some fantastic shots over the years when you're reading this i hope you had a great time over christmas and i wish you a happy new year i'm happy that you're keeping the podcast up as with previous topics the theme literature had me thinking for quite some time my first impulse was to do something with books maybe a book in an interesting place a nicely set up reading space or something technical like lights coming out of a book but books are just a physical representation of literature, and I wanted to explore the topic more. I was born in a city which prides itself because of a connection to Germany's most well-known historic authors, which is Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. If I would still be living there, I could easily do something there with the historic places connected to his works. But where I live, I know there isn't any well-known historic author with specific connection to the town. The place I call home now, oh boy. Kaiser <laughs> <laughs> Slaughter. Thank you so much, Val. Is, My family used to live there. Oh, that really helps. Is where Val just said, <laughs> known for the massive military presence in the area and its football club, but not for great works of literature. Val, can you confirm or deny this fact? Unfortunately, I moved when I was three, but. Okay. Did you read yes. any great books there before then? <laughs> Probably Hop on Pop. <laughs> and um the snowman okay that's probably about it I'll be honest. okay and i don't think either of those were written in kaiserslautern i were don't they? think so no okay. <laughs> oh well i that's did however fun connection sorry i was just thinking what a lovely connection that's so fun yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is a strong military base galaxy yeah, it's um u.s military air force bases there ah uh, okay well this makes sense <laughs> Let's see, move on, see if Jonathan did in fact do something with Hop on Pop. I did, however, discover that there are some current authors from here that are getting more and more attention. One of them is Christian Barron, who has published an autobiographic novel about him growing up in the city of Kaiserslautern. The title of the book is, and I am sorry for the German, but there is no <laughs> translation of this book yet. I'm going to hand over to Val now, <laughs> because she's good at this. He lived I'm, a, I'm an English teacher to <laughs> clarify. I'm, I'm going to, yes, I would guess I'm in Santa Claus. Okay. Probably, don't. Probably. We've we've literally got a quote Val on this. In this book, he describes his childhood as a poor child with an abusive and drinking father. The book shows impressively how unfair the perspectives in life are. Children with well-educated parents tend to achieve higher education themselves, while children with parents with poor education and economic situation often end up in poverty themselves. This city is not only the place where the story happened, but is also quite a good symbol for the divide. On the one hand, we have a university in town, while also wide areas suffer from poverty and unemployment. For this challenge, I hopped on my bike and visited a few places that I feel are connected to the book. They did make a film from the book recently, so that made finding the locations easier. I used, as for all the challenges, my Poover Start camera. 
This camera is best described by the features it doesn't have. No ability <laughs> to focus, no ability to change exposure time, no real image preview with ground glass or corrected viewfinder, no filter thread on the lens, and no, nearly no ability to change the aperture, as there are only two options. The book has quite a dramatic story, so I taped a red filter on the camera to achieve more dramatic mm. images. The first image shows a central square in the city, surrounded by places where the author could have lived his childhood. In fact, this place was also used in the movie. The house in the centre is a local pub, which exists already for quite some time, so this would have been a place where his alcoholic father would have spent time and money. The second picture shows the City Hall, a central city landmark which is visible from most places and would be certainly on the author's mind when thinking about the city. To highlight the connection of the story and the places, I wanted to add an element to the book, of the book to the images. My first idea was to do double exposures, but because the camera cannot focus up, uh, focus close up, this wasn't so easy. I then decided to make small five by five prints from the negatives in the darkroom and expose the paper a second time with a color inverted copy of a book page on top. This way, I was able to not only imprint the story itself onto the places, but also the structure of the paper and shows quite well. I used 20-year-old HP5 plus for the challenge, yay, and developed an Adox XT3. The prints were done on foam speed paper. Uh, he goes on to apologize for the way too long email, but there was no way that email could have been any shorter. It had lots of great stuff in there. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, let's scroll oh down. Oh, my word. Me. That was, that was glorious. Wasn't yeah, well, um, I'll come to the images in a minute, but I was just thinking, what a fantastic story. Yeah. So lovely to hear all of the work and all of the thought that's gone into, into your entry, Jonathan. And gosh, I'm so, so pleased that you entered. Um, with with your wonderful camera that doesn't mm. do anything <laughs> to create these wonderful things and get and actually got into the dark room and created some prints and made the physical object as well that's just so mm. so special um so i'm going to scroll down now uh claire you were going to give us a little preview of it. yeah aren't they i mean i think they're great they're gorgeous images jonathan aren't they they're glorious i mean should we talk about the first one first? <laughs> first one first. No, let's talk about the I mean, second one first. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what I was going to say was the architect, the the, the, the buildings he's chosen, he's chosen. I love them both. So this first one, what I feel like, it gives me a feel of. It's quite hopper. The house is quite hopper, hopper-esque to me. I don't know if anyone else gets that sense from it. It's quite. Was hopper. that the um, grasshopper? Let's have a door, though. Not, not the, not the grasshopper. Okay. <laughs> the painter hopper. It's got okay. quite a hopper feel, and also from a distance, it's got a bit of a an amateurable horror. Yes. That was, that was what it was giving yeah. to me, definitely. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Actually, the trees, I guess they might mm. be like particular kind of trees. We should probably ask the gardener, Graham. Um, but these yeah. are quite similar to ones that are down the road from me. I, I really love them on Dovedale, um, the road down down the corner, down the road from us. But um, they have a very specific kind of look, especially in winter, where they're all really knobbly um, yeah. branches and then the, the twigs that come out from them. Mm. Um, and I just think they really add to that feeling, like the Amityville mm. horror kind of like look to it, especially now knowing that background that Jonathan was telling us about as well. And, and the exposure, isn't it? The light. Mm. I love the light, the shadows, the light, and and um, amazing 
um how the print stand out with the yeah with the, yeah. With the, the, the text over it really great really great job and like the texture of the paper from the books yeah oh, it's just lovely yeah. been layered up because you can really sort of see that um i'm guessing that that wasn't there on the original image so it's because they've, they've done some post-production in the dark room and mm. layered it that's made that happen um what are the trees graham do you know i suspect those are lime trees and the reason they oh. look so and lots of people have seen them is that these trees get pollarded back, so they get cut back. Mm. So you end up with these, as you said, these great big knobbles, these big knuckles on the end. So in the summer, they're lovely and they're just big mm. green bushy things and look mm. lovely. And then over winter, you have these kind of almost witch's brooms sticking out everywhere. Mm. And they are a very distinctive, quite, yeah, odd looking thing. But yeah, that's my guess. Um, really adds to the image. What do you think, Belle, as our judge? I was, uh, oh, about the image. I, I love this. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, what I quite like about it is the the fact that it's slightly it's gonna be like a Dutch angle a bit mm -hmm. in terms of the actual the topography here. Um, and I like also the blurring as it goes through. It's sort of not like teardrops, but it's dreamy. Yeah, like it's a very smudges. Like, it's very like dreamlike mm. kind of yeah. feel yeah i think the way that um jonathan's laid it over they've done the text at kind of like that dutch angle which is slightly unsettling mm -hmm. and um and because of like the focus difference in the depth mm -hmm. you're sort of seeing some in focus and some out of focus in terms of the words and things and it feels kind of a little bit smudgy as yeah. well which is kind of yeah all adds to that effect isn't it um yeah. it's like off-putting in the best way i don't know how to make <laughs> that into a nice <laughs> <laughs> Well, it makes you it makes you stop and think, yes. right? Mm. Um, it's arresting. And then, uh, yes, great word. Uh, and then, if we scroll down to the next image, oh, yeah. this one's very cool as well. So, very, very mm. different architectural yeah. uh, building. This one's a skyscraper, I suppose you would say. Yeah, um, I, I love it. It's like um, it's like nineteen sixties brutalism mm -hmm. architecture. Is it? I love it. I love this. Um, I, I, I well, I love brutalism, and I love this image. And um, yeah, like you say, Rachel, flat skyscraper, brutalism. And you know, the book, what sprung to mind now as I'm looking at it is um, High Rise. <laughs> That's a novel, isn't it? J.G. Ballard, he's a great, great writer. Mm -hmm. So we're in, we're in high rise territory here, mm -hmm. aren't we? Is that, is that a book? It's not one of them. Yeah, it's a book. Yeah, sorry, High Rise. Yeah, G. It's G. Uh, Oliver's favourite book. Oh, is, is it? it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> As far uh, as I know, anyway. That's Val's brother-in-law. He's a great, he's a great writer, but this mm -hmm. is a great image. So I love the choice of um, location. Um, and again, the trees, isn't it? Is it the same trees, Graham? No, they're different. I don't think so, no. Different trees. <laughs> I cannot tell you what those trees are. They're a long way away and quite blurry. Um, so I impressed think... how the text has come out so well. Yeah, really over lovely. them. Yeah, really nice. And 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 again, it's like quite a, a creative way of using really? that idea and that yeah. image, and going. Do you know what? This camera can't deal with doing doing this as a double exposure. This has been a lot a lot better crafted because they've taken the the time to do the two things separately and put them mm -hmm. together. So it's really been effective, kind of doing yeah. that. And 
the 20 year old film is awesome yeah. because that really has added the extra like grain and the extra grunge. texture to it as well and the, the grit and the grunge did you say yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the the absence of highlights it's yeah exactly it's but i mean like, i think it's fantastic it's it's given them a, a really gnarly feel which i think goes just super mm. well with both the environments being shot mm -hmm. and um yeah it, yeah it, it it's a vibe that's yeah, what these things are they're a vibe it, it sounds like they go well with the um vibe of the book that he's portraying mm -hmm. and yeah it's, it's it's i love it because it's just a it's a such a well thought out um and rounded approach to trying to convey it, i've never read this book i almost certainly never will read this book but i have a feeling of the tone just from looking at these pictures even though the writing appears to be in foreign i still have a feeling of the tone <laughs> yeah it's really skillfully executed isn't it and I, I i would like to look at what the text means <laughs> like you say graham because yeah, i think it's never translation. yeah i bet you it's been really chosen yeah mm -hmm. no it's okay. brilliant um Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jonathan, again, for, for submitting your images. We've really enjoyed looking at them and reading about the story behind it and the thought process behind it as well. Um, we'll move on to um, our next email, which is from Alex Morrison. Claire, do you want to take this one? Yeah. So Alex Morrison. So hi, Sunbeams. Here is my Cheap Shots Challenge submission for literature. I photographed this on a Shika FX3, all manual, all mechanical SLR with an inoperative meter, mm -hmm. bought for £36 from eBay in late 2021. So that was a good price, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, on Kentmere Pan 400 and developed in 510 Pyro. My concept for this photograph was Alice in Wonderland, mm -hmm. which we are intermittently reading the children's version to, of to our eight-year-old. Mm -hmm. And I had a few ideas initially. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? My, Can I just my, ask a quick question? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. an adult version too, because one, I'm, I don't know how I feel about the living and adults version of Alice in Wonderland, and two, I've definitely missed it. <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> I would imagine they mean like an abridged Pro probably yeah uh, sorry uh, <laughs> although i will say lewis carroll was odd creepy guy <laughs> creepy guy, uh, creepy guy. We, we have to give him the bombastic side eye sometimes <laughs> i think but yeah there you go that's a story <laughs> fun, fun so, to read though for like yeah. a kid. Let's not, let's not ruin it for our uh, lovely Alex here. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. don't want to ruin it for Alex's kids. But... <laughs> nope. So, so Alex continues, my first thought was for a double exposure to have a gently fading Cheshire cat's grin mm. superimposed over a tree, tree, tree branch. But I quickly realised that the grey winter weather, yep, <laughs> combined <laughs> with a complete lack of practice at double exposing meant that this was <laughs> unlikely to be successful. Whilst thinking through other ideas, I kept coming back to the Red Queen, who is one of my favourite characters mm. from the book. I read ahead a little bit in the book and came to the scene where the guard cards are painting the red roses white and the white roses red. This gave me the idea of, uh, of adding a red filter. Hang on. Oh, oh, have I missed a bit? Sorry, this line, the idea of a row, sorry, yeah, and a paintbrush at the centre point for a playing card style prints. Ideally, I would have had added a red filter to a red rose to result in a white rose on the print, uh -huh. but with no filters, 
Fitting the 15mm lens that came with the camera, and as I didn't want to add expense to the challenge, I went for an unfiltered photo instead. Similarly, instead of using the speed lights, reflectors, etc., which I have accumulated over the years, and if I'm perfectly honest, I have no idea how to get an appropriate exposure with a manual <laughs> film camera, I instead lit it with an A4 tracing pad, which yeah. I use as a backlight to digitize negatives. Exposure was calculated by waving my phone meter vaguely near the rows and then bracketing from a quarter through to 16 seconds and moving the light handheld around between the four and a bit five stop bracketed series. I made to change where light and shadows fell. I realized during the setup as well that the paintbrushes I have looked either ridiculously dainty next to the rows <laughs> More watercolour brushes or ridiculously oversized wall and masonry brushes. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose to photograph just the rose itself against a backdrop made of the darkest curtains in our house. After developing, I chose what looked like the best exposed rose with the thinnest backdrop so that I could get the blackest background in the subsequent print. I also used a small craft knife to cut the small hearts and two small A's from a filling card. So loads of effort's gone in, which I coloured in with black Sharpie. Oh, I love black Sharpie. I intended to use these as masks to hold black, black exposure in the appropriate places to make the print into a pseudo playing card. I took the negative into the dark room and played with some of the quality, um, quality of life upgrades, which Santa had been kind enough to bring me, <laughs> namely a copy stand to mount my enlarger on instead of what sorry i, I can't it's read it. around with the tripod oh, it's yeah. a very brain word yeah and a small daylight balanced reading light to replace my phone torch for inspecting prints i made a grade two test strip to get my exposure in the right ballpark then made a five seven grade zero zero grade five test print to check if i could get good tones on the petals and a mostly black black background so again loads and loads of um effort and yeah, playing around and testing yeah with this, once it? happy yeah. with my times I put the masks into the two corners of the print and made a final exposure which has resulted in the print I send you today along with a phone snap ooh, of the initial concept I drew up with the masks I cut out laid on them for reference the filing card is three times three and a quarter inches is it i was thoroughly cross-eyed cutting these out and <laughs> placing them straightish um and it was an exercise in patience i bet <laughs> i scanned the print on a flatbed document scanner and took it into lightroom to remove some dust marks and to try to adjust the scan to look like the print sometimes that's difficult isn't it mm -hmm. um overall i'm very happy with what i've produced but still learned some valuable lessons Hooray! <laughs> right <laughs> go on Dust is a pain in the backside. Oh, I totally and utterly agree with you. <laughs> I forgot to dust the negative before printing it, and the print is unusable as a standalone um, because of that without spotting it. Cutting masks with a craft knife is an excellent exercise in patience. Next time I will get some acetate and just draw straight on that. Although I guess <laughs> this is another factor for dust. So back to point one. An adjustable ease. E Oops, I've gone too fast. An adjustable easel. Or am I? Is overkill, I think he was saying. For me at the moment, it doesn't fit the baseboard 
of the small copy stand I have. I'm in the market for a standard 5.7 bordered or borderless printing easel if anyone has any recommendations. So that's a question. Main lesson is that I'm happy I can take a concept to execution with a few adjustments relatively quickly once I get over the procrastination hurdle. I shot the roll one evening, developed the film at lunchtime the next day and made the print that evening. God, wow, that's pretty industrious, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, thank you for the challenge and the opportunity. All the best to you for the whole Sunbeam team, both present and those in semi-retirement. <laughs> and I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Here's to what 2024 brings, Alex. Oh, wow. Yeah, I gave a little round of applause. Obviously, this yeah. is awesome. Um, but yeah, wow, Alex. Um, Alex, I would say, is one of my wonderful <laughs> patrons for uh, my Patreon um, and uh, often joins us for the virtual film development parties that I do. So oh. sometimes he's busy developing films that he's been out and shot, that he's taken images, you know, his girls who he, who he mentioned that he's reading the book to. So mm. it's really lovely, like, for me to see this this image that he's created and what he's made with that. And I know for a fact that his his dark room is like the smallest room in the house. It's basically, the, you know, we're in the toilet, in the bathroom, but he still manages to use this this space to make these incredible yeah, points, you know, and to really work on what he's put together. And and like you, Claire, you know, when you were walk, um, talking us through that, you can see how much effort has gone into it. Yeah. And, and I love like what Alex has said, you know, what I'm really pleased about is that I can take a con it from concept to execution. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. although it's taken time to get there, once you got over those initial hurdles that I think probably a lot of us listening to this and definitely myself, speaking from yeah. personal experience, those ideas are always there there's billions of them and it's just trying to narrow it down to the one that you're like right okay once you're in that zone and focused and hyper focused on this it's like I shot it in the morning I processed it at lunch mm. I made it in the afternoon on the evening it's literally down to like 11 59 p.m before the deadline right but you got it there mm. and and that's how quite a lot of us end up working maybe best and yeah but isn't that wonderful? He's made this awesome print. So I'm going to have a little look at the image now. Yeah. I have skipped ahead. <laughs> um, so I love it. I think it's just brilliant. And especially knowing the story behind how it's come to be, I think awesome. Um, mm. It made me chuckle the idea of the, the paintbrushes being too dainty or being too huge, like these wall brushes and, and things. But um, it's very on point for the subject matter, really, isn't it? That's yes, what I was yeah. also like, this is that would be the perfect book for it for any <laughs> exactly. of them. There. Um and uh what really adds some charm is that like little phone shop that's like a reference point for yeah. this concept, you know, yeah. that he's clearly like thought about, put down on paper, made a little mock-up. Um, Claire, I mean, know that you will appreciate this because of all the effort that you go to yeah. with designing I, and setting up and, and everything. I really well. love it. I, I I think the little hearts and, and the lettering are such a lovely touch. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Such a lovely touch. And um, no, I love it. And that this is the rose we'd want to receive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really like it's really funny because I hadn't seen any of this and I did the show obviously with Billy, our previous. Yeah previous episode and I was talking about my one of my ideas for this year was to be like a year-long project actually Val it was your sister who sent me a link to um this amazing um video on Instagram which is about one of the very first packs of tarot cards that was created but using um, photographs rather than yeah. 
illustrations. Mm. And it, I think it was one of the museums in America or, mm. or galleries or something. And it was just fascinating looking at that. And I thought, weirdly, I had bought myself as a Christmas Eve present, like a new pack of playing cards, because I can't mm. play cards, I can't do magic tricks, but I always, I don't know, I like them as a tactile object. Yeah. Thought, oh, well, there's 52 cards, I think, in a pack, and there's 52 weeks in a year. Maybe that's like a little photo project for me this year. And it ended up being around this idea of playing mm. cards, and, you know, what they yeah. represent, and maybe making photographs and darkroom prints for the back of each of them. And then I saw that Alex had done this and I was like, yeah, so bizarre. Like, clearly it's just one of those things that was going on at the moment. I don't know what adverts we've both been watching, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, where the subliminal, you know, sort of messaging's come in there. But it was just so funny to like see that he'd taken this, obviously based around Alice in Wonderland, of course, but that idea of playing card, I just thought it was so fun um, and just really nicely executed anyway. So, yeah. That was that's my uh, my thoughts on it and my input on it. Um, Graham, you've been very quiet. Anything to add? No, I mean, just I think Alice in Wonderland. I mean, I, I've been intrigued actually as a teacher, Val, whether this is uh, putting aside Lewis Carroll's uh, vague dodginess. Um, but <laughs> talking about books which inspire kind of visual imagery just to pop in your head, I can't think of many more so than Alice in Wonderland. I know when I was thinking about stuff, Alice in Wonderland is just there because that that book is just wall to wall. Mm -hmm. I, I think you could probably set a good photo of just Alice in Wonderland and you'll still get everyone doing different things because there's just so much going on in them. Is that is that something you've done with your children at school? Is that something you've mucked around with, that the whole Alice-iverse? I, um, the Alice first, I <laughs> actually do frequently use extracts from it. I teach year seven fantasy writing and mm. that's one, I don't do the full text, um, but I do often do lessons with uh, Alice in Wonderland and also through the looking glass, mm. which is actually my, I, I do love through the looking glass. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of uh, doing six impossible things before breakfast appeals <laughs> to me. So <laughs> it is one that, yeah, the visual, it's, it's very like cinematic. Yeah. sort of series if that makes any sense there's a lot that sounds visual imagery that you can get from it and i'm so, it, like the the fact that there's so much stuff in there and it's all yeah. from this yeah one mm -hmm. brain like uh, the the subject i've chosen later from you see from my piece like I, I guess you could kind of see a thread a similar thread running through um but yeah, you just kind of go, oh my God, there's just so much batshit stuff in these books. And yeah, it's great. I think Alex has done a really class job of like taking one idea from it and just really mm. putting everything into mm. that and going, this is a beautiful mm. way of creating this single rose as a playing yeah. card and, and bringing those extra extra post-production elements. It's interesting that actually the entries have, have both given that kind of it's not just we're taking an image they've brought some extra layers into it which is really lovely uh, Val sorry you were going to say something I think before nothing mind-blowing I, I was just going to say I'm absolutely obsessed with the little a yeah I love top it left yeah. corner is just because I know how fiddly that is to yeah. try <laughs> to use a craft knife and it's like getting the corners out and you're like using your fingernail and you're like get out of there uh yeah. and I'm just like god how mm. Yeah. How have you done this? It's, it's a so difficult. A for effort. A for effort. I mean, yeah. and success. It's so good. 
And his split grade printings really, his blacks are black, his mm -hmm. whites are white. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clean. It's very clean. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably, uh, hours and hours in Lightroom. has <laughs> got there. Spot, 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 spot. <laughs> That's right. We'll, yeah. we'll let that off, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's well. bonus points for putting in all the effort because I absolutely <laughs> wouldn't have done. You'd have got a dirty, dirty mess of white on it. <laughs> Graham, you are the rose amongst the three thorns tonight. So, and, it's, and it's Valentine's Day coming up. Are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna post us all a nice rose to cheer us up? I mean I should. If, if ever there were three people deserving of roses sent, <laughs> then it's definitely the three of you on this call, that is for sure. Well, um uh, you had well you had some interesting uh romantic news of your own, Graham. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Do you want to share? You I did. If you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I did recently get slightly engaged. Um, Yay! To, <laughs> yeah. Lady, yeah. So um, yeah, I probably shouldn't be sending red roses off elsewhere. No. But, um, In fact, maybe the three thorns should be sending Graham the rose. <laughs> so yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. No, that's great news. Uh, and yeah. uh, in fact, you're maybe not the only person who was recently engaged on this call. Who yeah. else was? I'm also slightly engaged in that <laughs> engagement. I don't have the ring yet. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So I realized actually looking at this that it says G Sinclair. That's not me. That's my fiance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's your ex-boyfriend. So, oh, yeah. It's just don't ask. It's a long story. But yeah, so congratulations. Yay. That's <laughs> It's really nice to like bring that all in together. Like you say, you say close to Valentine's. But, you know, yeah. close to Valentine's, that's it's a celebration of love right whether yeah. that you know with a romantic partner or our friends or you know our loved ones or whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter you know I just think that's that's my approach to it definitely like mm -hmm. it's a nice reminder in the gray grayness of winter you know mm -hmm. that, um, there are people around us who love us and who we love as well and I think isn't that nice if we can you know celebrate that in some way so thank mm -hmm. you so much and I suppose the very um difficult part is um uh, now <laughs> that we have to ask you about Val is you are our judge today so, mm. the only judge <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so those are our images from our listeners could you give us a should we should we do a first place and a highly commended <laughs> <laughs> terrifying I very much thought this was a panel and I would be like <laughs> okay. it is particularly we could difficult. have a tie break we could have anything couldn't we because we this is i think this is i think this is probably the lowest number of entries we've had yet at the same time both entries have got about the highest amount of effort that could possibly have been put into them they're both incredibly yeah. well thought out totally. executed and have had so much time put into them also they're about two books which are on very opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All of that is to say, good luck. I yeah. um, thank now, you. If, if Which you one wish... is a triumph? Which one is terrible? That's all you've got to choose. If you wish to call it a draw, well, this I is will just happens. say this is not how we give feedback in school, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why grades are dropping. <laughs> you um, great, you suck. See. Get out. <laughs> Okay, well, let's see. I'm going to give you my thought process. Yeah, give us here, as I do. I'm torn because and the promise that they're so different as well. And I also I know very little about the process. Um, the one that I say I would probably have like in my own house, like framed for myself, is actually probably this first image. That's the one that 
I think initially speaks to me the most. There's something very haunting about it. And Mm. yet it's like suburban as well. And I think haunted suburbia is something I identify with as a Floridian (laughs) from a strange place. Uh, So it's just something very, it makes me feel cold, but in a good way, like it stays with me. There's something about, it's weird. There's this little like circular window above the door and it's off it something is weird about mm. it something doesn't fit architecturally with that because it's all these hard edges and hard lines and then they're jamming this roundness into it and it doesn't work um and i think for me that's probably the one that strikes at me the most i don't like brutalism i'm sorry uh so <laughs> <laughs> brutalism does not appeal to my very round oh sense. I love we're gonna fight it's fine we'll fight now i do, yeah. I do love it i love brutalism. i don't know what it is but i just love mm. brutalism. <laughs> it's cool that we've got both both yeah both. we've got both covered um, um but i also do love like if this this could just be a book cover this alice in wonderland like if yeah. i just saw that in a bookshop i'd be like yeah that makes sense that should be the cover for this and i love that you can also just see like the handcrafted elements it's not they've not just used like a stamp they've not just used a stencil this is very clearly effort and it's handcrafted and you can see that it's like very artisanal and i love it for that (laughs) why are you doing this to me um i'm gonna go with my gut i'm gonna say my my number one is actually is number one it's, okay. it's the first image that is the one that it just haunted initially caught suburbia. my eye. Yeah. Haunted, well, yeah. yeah. Suburbia, I'm not sure yeah. if that's what they're going for, but it very much reminds me of like a Kestrel for a Nave in terms oh, yeah. of it's yeah. like the German Kestrel for a Nave is, is mm. kind of the vibe that I get mm. from this. Um, and I'll just hear it to, to soften it. I'll also just say I used to live in Kaiserslautern and <laughs> yeah, so inherent bias there, but um, <laughs> that's well, why, of course, Jonathan, that's fantastic. I I think it's a great choice. I think I mean they 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 are both fantastic entries, but mm-hmm. I think as as you have already said, Val, I think what I love about uh, beyond just the image, which I think is awesome, I think as i said earlier the fact that the tone of that book is captured in kind of every element of it the grittiness mm-hmm. the darkness i i can imagine just there being a small child in one of those windows and that just yeah. being this it, it, it manages it really in a way that is pretty exceptional it manages to convey a book that I've not read, but I've got a pretty good feeling it's not going to be a chuckle fest, which is why I'm not going to read it. <laughs> I've got uh, a very weak um, spirit for reading things that make me sad. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a winner. Congratulations! Congratulations! And, and you know what? Because we only had two entries, I will. If both of those fine, fine gentlemen will get in touch, I will send some film out to both of them because mm. they both deserve mm. it for their effort. Mm. Um, and the rest yeah. of you who didn't enter deserve nothing. <laughs> You're getting no, also no chocolate. Because we did actually, uh, I was going to say, get out some films this week from Graham. <laughs> films and we, we did. apology chocolates, didn't we? <laughs> um, it, was, it wasn't a pot. This, this is the problem. There was always going to be the chocolate. It was the chocolate <laughs> that was the problem. It just took me a while to getting around 
getting the chocolate, um, yeah. which you both ganneted very quickly. I, I did. I ate it. I felt <laughs> yes. very sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was lovely. Uh, well, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Val, for um, helping judge that. We really appreciate it. That, that's the easy topic. pick. If you do have just a few more minutes, I realise yeah, it's going to be late um, and you you haven't eaten and I felt terribly about this and you said, it's okay, Rich, I'm a teacher, I understand. Um, and I realised... Used that, yeah, to working with small children. And, and not having food, <laughs> yeah, um, and not eating. But we do also have some of our own images. So it turns out that on this occasion, all three of the hosts actually created something for the challenge which has mm. not always been the case no, we've no. always intended to but never yeah. always managed it depending on you know life and circumstances the, the good news is that you can basically gloves off now val you can absolutely tear these pictures <laughs> on you <laughs> not mine because mine is superb mm -hmm. <laughs> what the, the caption really <laughs> emphasizes how superb they are actually <laughs> I didn't put that there. Who put that there? <laughs> Google. Let's yeah, see. Exactly. Goddamn AI. How do you know? <laughs> okay. How how do you think we should look through these then? Go with well, yours I'm, first. I'm Rachel. trying Rachel, to actually. First. Do I have access? I do not have access to these. I think. <laughs> okay. Um, let me double check how. To I I can probably I can probably. Oh, let's see. Them. Well, it says I can, but I'm also bad with technology. So okay. I do books. And in case it's because they're in a folder. Let's see. Okay. That will do it. Do, 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 do. Okay, I see two. Oh, I had a lot of pictures. Rachel's got 10 pictures. Unbelievable. I know. <laughs> I basically, obviously, it was my whole role. Um, mm -hmm. Can you see them, Val? It's because I don't have an app that can connect with it, apparently. Let me just oh. figure this out. Okay. Well, if you want, I can screen share and do them from my end. Yeah. So. If you don't mind, that would actually make. Yeah. It okay. Nice Let me. <laughs> do you like the confident way I said that? I yeah. can. I can depo do this. Everybody, watch me fly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> whilst okay. you, whilst you do, see. shall I um, okay. shall talk you through how, how this went about? How this yeah. Going All right. So, um, so yeah. You guys see that now? Let's see. Sunny's so exceed podcast Oh yeah. Let's see. Perfect. Ooh. Okay. All right. Okay. So, cool. Um, I'll, I'll open up. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I can zoom in. Jeez. What do you think? I'm some sort of boob. Don't ask that. <laughs> so do you want to talk? So us sorry. Through? The word "boob" in a British accent is very. <laughs> it's that plosive sound at the end. It's very pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Please remember this when you're judging later. That I said. I, I will do. Yes. <laughs> So basically, we can we can basically kind of like scroll through them all. So this is my entire role, okay? Because this was shot on my Franca Salida from the 1930s Bellows mm. Boulder camera, um, which I love. I love the fact that it's a medium format camera and it sits in your pocket, basically. Mm. And I, it's been always been my trusty, trusty, trusty uh, Franca Salida until I took it out for this challenge and I'm going to say that that is because we haven't done this for so long right so my poor Franca's leader has not had a lot of love recently and I took it out and I basically had one hour I had one hour mm. in which to complete this challenge mm. um 
which in a way is a good thing uh in another way is a very frustrating um time ticking down kind of situation countdown situation um but i had one hour because my parking was going to be up <laughs> and also i got to the location was like perfect i've managed to remember a roll of film i've got my camera i know exactly where i'm going to go and take some images and would it fire would it heck would not shoot so i'd loaded it it was already i'd even done a little bit of instagram you know like footage but ready for for us to upload to instagram uh wouldn't actually take a photo um so had to go back to the camera shop who i'd already been to and said can i have a new darkroom clock because it's not working can i have a new <laughs> darkroom tray because i dropped it and it cracked um now um this isn't working i need somebody to have a little go because i didn't have my dark bag with me so i couldn't actually um get hands on to try it out um and we had a little faff around with it bashed it around a little bit and it did actually fire eventually thank goodness so the first uh, frame is about six different exposures literally on top of each other's so obviously completely blown uh, but i thought i'll take it back anyway um i will uh, shoot the rest of the roll and we'll see what comes out and you can see obviously um when i've developed it as well unfortunately mm got a little bit of a line across there now that's because i lost <laughs> i lost the collar for in my development tank oh. uh, so it wasn't holding my um my my loaded spool in place properly so it obviously moved up a little bit out of the chemistry mm. the way i actually quite like it because it gives it gives like a depth at like the yeah. dark, darker shadows at the bottom of the image yeah. lighter at the top where obviously the development hasn't been evenly done so mm -hmm. uh, so yeah i've actually quite enjoyed quite enjoyed how it came out but there we go so it's uh i think 10 survived from roll of 12 um after the um initial issues and um i think if we go through if i have a quick let me have a quick look at the folder if i can <laughs> um shall i tell you which ones were my favorites i was going to say yeah, sure, sure. That's really lovely. Um, oh, yeah, thank you. That one, right? So oh, that's like hitch. The... That's like a hitchhock still. You know, yeah. um, what's his? Is it vertigo with the staircase? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. I just I love the spiral. I love the light. Yeah. And I love the dramatic kind of like look of this of this shot and I stood there for flipping ages. I was literally timing on my watch, like waiting on my on my parking meter like countdown i was like come on come on somebody's got to turn up at any moment now um and uh and eventually they did thank goodness so i managed to get them um so thanks to this man yes <laughs> no, right? did you get a model release for him rach i did not no. consent for him mm. I'm, I'm going to go with oh, the venue is the star of the show here they are an incidental yeah. <laughs> background yes wow. um uh, so yeah, so that one was probably my favourite, and I also mm -hmm. really quite like the Discover one. Um, I like that one, yeah. Just simply because it feels very leading. It's actually going towards the um, the children's library, which has kind of got the archway of the, do the doorway with the light mm -hmm. kind of at the end of the tunnel, and all the like graphic novels that's leading up to it. And it's like here, go through this door and discover a world of literature, kind of thing. So those are my two favourites from the role, I'd say. Um, but there we go. That's the story. And That's I like the good. library one. <clears throat> so we've gone from, excuse me, brutalism to Victoriana architecture yeah. as well. Yeah, which is very yeah. much architecture pictures, aren't they? Really, yeah, More yeah. Pictures. I mean, well, yeah, I guess technically, you told me it's a library. I'm going to believe you. It's a library. But I'm just saying, when I look at these, 
Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just thinking architecture. But, but, but I mean, great architecture pictures, great. But I mean, the theme was. Uh, oh, there's, the no, there's no clue in the fact that it says library at the top of the image. Oh, that was so barely that was so barely developed because if you ham fisted developing, I barely made that. But yeah, I can I can see that. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, these are. I, I say, uh, God, that camera does good job. I'm, I'm interested actually, Rach. <laughs> when your um, Franco Salido wasn't shooting. Yeah. Was it, do you know what the reason was it wasn't firing? It was actually that um, part of the little arm um, that's, that pushes down. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't uh, so pushing far enough down. It wasn't kind of, well, it wasn't quite catching the yeah. other slightly hidden arm that goes below the bellows. Yep. So yeah. obviously my shutter release, I was pressing, but that um, little arm didn't yep. quite reach the other part underneath the bellows to make yep. it actually fire. So yeah. we just had to give that a little nudge, and then it did, and then we were okay. I have a Frank Salida. I have also experienced this problem. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's probably been over a year since I'd actually had it out of the um, uh, case. So you know, it has gone. What do you mean you want me to take photos again? This has been a while. <laughs> yeah. But, well, um, what do you think that. of these pictures, Val? Architecture or literature? What are you seeing here? I don't want to lead you. I do <laughs> think you are leading the witness here a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think you can make an argument that literature has an influence on everything, including architecture. Mm. Thanks, Val. No, I hate diplomacy. I mean, I it, these... you need more. It's a library, for God's sake. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, and look at books. this man. He's just wanting to learn. <laughs> he wants to read books. It looks like a space library. This picture that we're looking at when you, we first talked about with these um, the stairs going up. I mean, it's it's an incredible looking building. I mean, mm -hmm. you say Victoriana, but I mean, that's like that's like space. It's like space modern, library. Modern space. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do love that it? that gradient though going up. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's really nice. I was really pleased with how um, with just with like how the contrast came out. Actually, you know, it's it's such a lo-fi camera. Like I say, it's from the nineteen thirties, and it's still when it works. Obviously, it's done a lovely job and. Um, it's just so nice to be able to kind of like just carry that around, you know, in your pocket mm. and capture these. I don't think I couldn't take those images on any other camera. Like it, they just wouldn't look the same as it would aesthetically, you know, mm -hmm. um, a very um, distinct look. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I'll, um, I'm glad to have it back out shooting again, no matter what. So yeah, it's a good it's camera. Should we look at Claire's pictures now? Now, Claire, yeah. can I just confirm these are freshly taken pictures, are they? Yeah, absolutely. Freshly taken. <laughs> My God, that didn't even sound. I can't see your face when I'm looking at the pictures. That didn't sound genuine to me. You no, I actually did these a while ago. So there was a slight cheating because I had pneumonia. Um, so oh, I've been quite, yeah, I'm not trying to make excuses. No, um, apart from weather thing, I've actually I was unwell with pneumonia for quite a while, so I didn't have much chance to get out shooting. So I submitted these. Will allow it, but only because yeah. pneumonia. You're basically getting yeah. a pity allowance, Claire. A pity. <laughs> uh, you see how harsh she is with this, Val. Honestly, <laughs> I'm here to win. They make, and my pictures are not going to do the job, so I have to drag you down. That's the way this works. <laughs> Claire, they're fabulous. I mean, obviously, <laughs> such a Claire style to these images. They're just brilliant. Yeah, so this is a little series. I mean, there's just two here that I did. So this is um, me where I took out my typewriter into the dunes um mm. to write my <laughs> island supernatural pot boiler novel <laughs> <laughs> um where we all have time slips and uh, strange things happen yeah um 
this is actually a really lovely typewriter as well um uh, really kind of you know is it, is it still a really lovely typewriter after all the sound <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it is really heavy well done. so uh it when was is a, it from a challenge where's the typewriter from oh uh, what era is it from? oh sorry i think it might be about a 1930s you know mm -hmm. 1930s um yeah and which camera did you shoot on claire this was shot with a cheap well it was shot with an SX70, but a very cheap SX70 that I got off. <laughs> Graham's laughing. No, because wow. I've, I've got several, but one that actually the first couple that I ever got were really, really cheap. How cheap? Off eBay. Well, one, oh, I've got loads of stories from SX70s. <laughs> one was about £36, not okay. kidding you, before they went really crazy. Wow. And they've, the price had come down. I mean, now they're about 300 but they went to like 500 um, and I lost two cam. I got two cameras once from a man in San Francisco, and they got lost. And um, they got all the way to somewhere on the island, and never to my house. But that's another story. Um, yeah. So, 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 but, but it, it kind of was very hit and miss, and you can tell as well sometimes because of the, the way. I don't know if it's kind of the color shift in the, in the film, but also the the rollers. Yeah, quite, just, yeah, a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. Whether that was from the sun or whether that's something to do with the rollers. I, it's or... to do with the rollers. Okay. Yeah. It's to do with the rollers of the camera. Yeah, I mean, fabulous and awesome shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, do you like it? Yeah, Ooh, gorgeous. My uh, yellow 1970s tiger shirt. <laughs> What's the uh, pattern on it? I'm trying to see what the. Is it? It's like a paisley. It's not paisley, it does have patterns on it. Oh, it's like it, um, Okay. Little, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds yeah. very clear. Awesome. Very thoughtful <laughs> in that picture, Claire. Yeah. Um, so. Those are great, Claire. Really love it. And yes, obviously, we'll let you off for having pneumonia. But I might be in, ineligible in this uh, judging section because uh, <laughs> they were a bit slightly old ones. So, it's fine. Yeah. You had pneumonia. It's okay. You still put something in. Yeah, I did have pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> All I, don't right. I don't recommend that. Mm. Can we check? No, absolutely. Should we yeah. check Graham's then? Okay. Yeah. So, Is there I, some pushkin shots in here? Uh, no, there aren't, I'm afraid. Uh, Although I wish I had. I just want to say, uh, anyway, look. Okay, how many I, have you look, got in your folder, Graham? There's quite a few. Um, mm. th there's a whole spiel. Oh. I'm, I'm oh. going to justify these. Okay. Val, you said earlier that you help teach the uh, fancy, or you teach the fancy class. I'm really hoping you're a fan of fancy literature because this, so as I mentioned earlier, um, I had very little time because I'd left it till the last minute, mm -hmm. and I was like, and I made this thing of like, okay, what could I do off literature? And obviously, there's a, a huge number of things you can do, but then you have to whittle it down to, yeah, but what can I actually do <laughs> with the afternoon that I have in front of me? So, okay, I want to do something with a book, and so this, these are pictures, um, based around and of a book that's actually quite important to me, um, because it's like the first grown-up book that I ever read and this is my actual copy of it that I had from when I was I don't know 12 13 years old um, um and this is um some uh -huh. slightly bastard pictures of it is yes the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah. um as I mentioned earlier about uh, like Alice in Wonderland to me the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is space Alice in Wonderland to a certain mm -hmm. extent there's a there's a lot of parallels there um, he does mention it at least once a show. We say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I was thinking about Hitchhiker's Guy the other day because I was making a sandwich and I just had a random tangent in my brain about the sandwich maker and that whole 
flying in the air in like later books and whatnot. And I was just like, man, I should reread yeah. those. It's it's another one of those books where it just mm. it, it permeates so many of the things mm. here. So, so that's why. So, like I said, this book was has been very important, and and also some of the things that the author said over the years. And I get, as you said, Rachel, I've mentioned some of these quotes many times. One that's particularly apropos for this challenge is, <laughs> "I love deadlines. I love the whooshing noise they make as they fly past," um, which is <laughs> always appropriate for this. Have um, you opened that on a specific page that's meaningful to you, Graham? Well, it's more is it's it... more relative to it's a, it's a quote from the book. Um, I don't think I'll be able to read it here. Um, <laughs> but I was just going to say, can we um, can we explain to the to the listeners? Because obviously, at this point, they may not have seen them. Um, yeah, but likely. they have these images have been, I think, the most grammed of grammed images that we've possibly ever seen. Um, which is beautiful because it's very it sums you up. I would say, Graham, within within these images. Um, yeah but a little bit tricky mm -hmm. to actually read the pages. So. Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about sort of the, the um, uh, I'll just flick through these quickly to kind of see all of them. So the, the, the general subject matter from the various different angles is um, the book, which as I said, is the book I had when I was a kid, which did suffer being left in a school bag with a bottle of orange squash or something that burst in there. So the book's already quite stained <laughs> and marked and falling apart the sleeve. Is that what um, that is? Okay, right, yeah. Partly that's what that is. Um, and then I have a digital watch there, which is very of the era um, uh, because it talks in the book about um, these human beings, you know, the, these spaceships are turning up and the, the human beings there for whom digital mm. watches are still a really cool thing. And also another important note for the um, thing to put the book on for me to take a picture on it's a towel which again you yeah. you, you have to know where your towel is um mm. <laughs> as, as the expression goes you sass that hoopy fruit for prefect that guy really knows where his towel is um so that's why it's on the towel also for the texture and everything else anyways mm -hmm. these are the pictures um so the book has been it's, it's been a big part of my young life but also always with me what I wanted to do with the pictures, because I knew I wanted to get in quite close to them, but I didn't have to. So I was using my Cheap Shots camera, my okay. Fujika ST605, which I paid £10 for. Um, it's a M42 SLR. Um, and um, I had already got a roll of film in it, which was inconvenient. Also, I'd forgotten what that roll of film was, but it said ISO 400 on the dial. So I thought, probably hp5 maybe can't be a 400 worst case scenario it might be color film uh, i'll deal with that um <laughs> what happened graham so well first of all to take these pictures and get close up i thought in the style of you know let's just have a go and do some fun things i would free lens it now free lensing for those that don't know is where you unscrew the lens from the body of the camera and just kind of hold it near <laughs> um yeah. and what that does is one it gives you a kind of a macro effect it and it really shrinks down the depth of field and you can also use it in a kind of tilt shifty way so you can see in the picture i'm showing yeah. you now you can actually adjust to a certain extent the plane of focus which is why that's got that slightly um it's mm -hmm. not the easiest thing to do <laughs> i'm actually surprised how well some of these came out so that was why they're all looking a little bit weird and very out of focusy then after I'd shot the roll of film and I took the roll of film out, surprise, it wasn't HB5 or Kentmere 400. Indeed, it was just an unmarked reusable cassette. I thought, that's odd. That must be 
something that John rolled up because I've got a few of John's old V's book sets. After a bit of detective work, I realized it was not only color film, but it was um, Eastman Kodak Tungsten 200T, um, the film that haunts my life that I bought 200 feet of uh, four years ago. <laughs> I sent some of this film up to John for him to use to try and get a shot of it. He then put it onto some of these reusable rolls and I ended up back with it. <laughs> it's like this, this thing of boomerang background and hit me in the back of the head. So now I have to try and get this color film developed in only black and white chemicals. I don't have any other chemicals. Also, it's a Remjet film. So I developed this film in Pyro 510 because that was the only developer I had that I could use for stand developing, which I decided would be a good idea. I used a dilution rate of about one millimeter to 500. I don't really know. I wasn't measuring it very carefully. I couldn't tell you what temperature the developer was at. And I think I left it for between an hour and an hour and 15 minutes. Who's counting? It's kind of amazing <laughs> there are images at all. I then did a uh, terrible job of getting the Remjet off, which has led with this interesting patina across the board, I think. Um, so, yeah. And I think very in keeping with the chaos uh, the general incompetence <laughs> of those who are supposed to know better, which the book encompasses. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah. Now, can I, I ask a question? I, yeah. Val. Are you an idiot? <laughs> Val, how many of these kinds of stories have you heard from your students over the years? <laughs> I was thinking this sounds really familiar, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how do you mark those students? <laughs> and how yep. do you mark those students, Val? I make them redo it. I will. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, think there's a sense of magic in them, Graham. They, they've oh, got yeah. a dream, they've got a dreamy element, and I feel like what you've captured the moment between a time slip into another galaxy, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm definitely working with the wrong team here, aren't I? Claire <laughs> she was like nah this is fine let's accept it no problem at all um, oh man we'll put that into the exam board and we'll see what happens shall we yeah <laughs> what, I, what i'd hoped to kind of to capture was the essence of a well-loved book which okay. this is i mean i've actually made a point of whenever i see this particular copy of this book i've grabbed it in secondhand books because i wanted to have it to give to my boys like have yeah. this book and they're like great Thanks. Uh, he's really <laughs> ramping up the emotional intensity. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have you seen the pictures, Rach? What else do I have? Um, I would say though, I do, I do love, I do love about it that it is a very important, and I know it's a very important book to you, and I think that is very sweet. It is lovely that you have ch chosen that and that you've taken that and run with it, and um, it's incredible how um, how well you've padded that out. So I'm very <laughs> impressed. Um, and, and I do love that it can now become a okay. I need to ask the English teacher: Would it be a, a verb to be to be Grahamed? Yeah, I think it should be. <laughs> I think to be able to uh, just not intentionally. There are lots of people who go to quite a lot of effort to to soup their films to do the, the it's just incompetence and the fact that mm. I find new ways to be incompetent with almost every occasion is what impresses me, honestly. Well, that's, the that's the magic, I suppose. It is, yeah. It's a skill, a unique <laughs> skill set. See, I will say, uh, this is actually, I really do like this image a lot, especially the, uh, I do like the towel. Thank you. I do you. like the texture of it. I actually can read it, funnily enough. Um, yeah. Somehow, don't ask me how I can, <laughs> but I can. Um, but 
funnily enough, I can read it less when you do that. But oh, I yeah, actually, okay, you've got super eyes. I do. It's, it's a secret English teacher skill. I, this might actually be from the introduction, or it's going to be from the first few pages because it does. Yeah, have, it's, it's very been early years. On. It's going to be very, very early on because it's got the sort of like introduction of. It's the story of a terrible, stupid catastrophe and some of its consequences. Wow. It's also the story of a book, a book called The Hitchhiker's. It's going to be the introduction, I believe. Uh, yeah. So it is, yeah, I do quite like it. Uh, I like you, the. Val is bionic. <laughs> bionic eyes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bionic woman. Yeah, but it is, uh, I just, there is a beauty to this, definitely, that's there. I will say, I never apologize mm. for your work before someone judges it, though. Because. <laughs> Immediately, go, mm -hmm. <laughs> sounds like a series of mishaps. Interesting. That's your t-shirt, isn't it, Graham? <laughs> yeah, a series of mishaps. Yeah, oh my god, what? If we ever start doing merch, that's going to be one of the. I, a, a I am a series of mishaps. I yeah. expect ten percent of commissions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll have you call my agent. <laughs> okay, Val. So what I would say is then. Um, from the three of us, maybe if you go through and choose like a favorite image that each of us has, has made, and yeah. then perhaps you can give us a, a final judging before we let you go and eat some food. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm just hoping that Gabriel's eaten something. Yeah. I feel really happy if he hasn't. Uh, so I will say. Um, if you want to see any more, let me know. If you want me to go back to any of them, Val, just so you can look at Rachel's so edge good. pictures or look at Claire's old rehashes that she's thrown up. Yeah. Then, um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right putting other people down is not gonna help you i'm just gonna tell you um that is not my personality so i do really love uh rach your it's the same one of, of your old man mm -hmm. uh, going down the staircase uh thanks to this man and because i really love the lights um going down mm -hmm. and all the learning that's happening in the building of literature yeah. uh but yeah i really love the lights at the very bottom there and how it's just sort of there's this movement up and we're like ascending up with knowledge and whatnot See, this looks like it could be part of the starship heart of gold this mm. doesn't it possibly i did it's make sure that there is actually bookshelves with books on the map mm -hmm. just so you know they are yeah <laughs> yeah, I can I can see them over here. Yeah, no, this would definitely be my favorite of of yours, Rach. It's you. it is very beautiful. Yeah, I think that's my favorite from this set. Yeah. Okay, do you have a preference to that? Two Claire's too. Um, I actually, <laughs> I do really love uh, my favorite pastime back when I used to live on the Boston North Shore was actually going to the beach smoking something and then um and then writing poetry was very much because listen you can't do it when you're fine so you got to do it sometime uh but that was it's a very dear and dear memory for me of just going down mm. uh to the you know to the shore sitting writing i would never do it with a typewriter and be terrified <laughs> <laughs> but there is a, and I love the very pensive sort of like, mm. what word do I want? Kind of look at this, which is vague, disgruntled. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Kind of feeling, which is very literary. I understand this feeling a lot. But yeah, I do. And I also am very, I, I love color. I'm very biased mm. towards color. So I really love the sort of um, the softness of these sort of like, because they're quite warm in tone, aren't they? But this, I don't know what color this would be like. It's almost like mint green and this sort of pale pink that sort of has a lovely juxtaposition mm -hmm. in the corners here. Yeah. Yep. I do really like that quite a bit. What's your uh, image then? Just put the other one off again for us. 
Yeah. And I love the shape of this, the sharpness of that skirt with the softness of the backdrop as well. It's such a lovely contrast you got in the shadow as well. Yeah. Off shadow. to the side. It's almost like a, you know, it looks like it's like a clock face. Mm -hmm. Almost. Yeah. Um, it's just that it's probably not what you're going for, but that's just something that sort of stands out to me. It's a very interesting image. And it's like, I can't tell what you're, what are you actually looking at in this picture? I don't know. By the way? Off center. I was just actually thinking, what time would that be? With that <laughs> would that be quarter to? That'd be about 10 to uh 10 to 11 10 to 11 <laughs> sure <laughs> it is written uh but yeah i do really like these images definitely i think the the typewriter one for me would be the typewriter because it's it's such a like as someone who writes in my own time i definitely mm -hmm. understand the like oh what we're doing i don't want to say <laughs> what am i gonna like what's gonna happen next yeah Again, to quote Douglas Adams, writing is easy. You just stare at a blank piece of paper until your forehead bleeds. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, yes. <laughs> okay, and uh, last, but obviously by no means least, <laughs> um, on to Graham and Graham's lovely set of images. Which yep. would you pick out? It would be that middle one for me with the, you know, the, the towel, towel yeah. and just the, because I think... It's a flat lay. It's an Instagram perfect flat lay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just, and I really do. I love a well-loved book. I love a well-loved book, except for this one time, and I do bring it up to her constantly. She's still at my school. Uh, this one year seven, when she was year seven, once borrowed one of my books from my library and then spilled chocolate milk all over it and brought it back. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure that's loved, is it? It's just, it just bombed on. Okay. Well. <laughs> Now she's year 11 now she still knows <laughs> salty about it uh, but yes this is something hopefully she's not watching this but yeah this is something that i do quite identify with as someone who also often has i've got a million books in my bag currently and hopefully i won't get caught in the rain tomorrow morning with them i do appreciate yes books are meant to be destroyed in some sort of loving sense they shouldn't be pristine we shouldn't just try to keep them mm. away yeah. we should take them with us and enjoy them as much as we can really until they're you know like the velveteen rabbit with no you know oh, there's just only love left yeah <laughs> so, so that would be that would be my choice because you can really see like the love in that book but yeah awesome. oh Thank you so much, Val. Okay, then. So that's the three images that you've chosen from us. Now it's just time, drum roll, to decide on who is going to be winning. We'll go for the first, second, yeah. and third place. Okay. Right. Well, it was, you know, it's funny. As I was talking, I convinced myself of a different outcome just then. Um, Jesus Christ, Graham just swung this <laughs> with no effort of your own, by the way. I did this for you. Um, somehow, Graham's well-loved book is now going to clinch it for me because I've just yes. talked myself into it. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know how that happens. It's it just like, God, I just love books. And there we are. Um, so there we go. I was going to say uh, Claire with was going to be with the you know the typewriter because again that feeling of writer and the color and all that yeah, thing um was but i'm so sorry it's just it's just graham and the happens. <laughs> sexism <laughs> at its finest apparently but here we are uh, 
<laughs> Blame the patriarchy. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> it's not me, it's the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then awesome. I do think that, Rachel, I, I, I will say it is a gorgeous image, but it's not as bookish. It probably yes. touches my heart here but yeah, yeah so that would be my ranking the gloves are off as you can <laughs> see <laughs> yes. well, well, thank you so much thank you thank you so much <laughs> so it's a pleasure to have such a wise and a truly visionary judge on the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can come back any time. Well, listen, I, I don't know how that happened either. I'll be honest. <laughs> so the one person who actually did the challenge, uh, made the effort, and found the judge. Oh, I don't know. Coming third. Never doing this again. Am I? I did the. Hey, listen. So sorry. <laughs> My pictures were there on time. I'm kidding. Uh, I, I'm kidding. Um, I, I think it was a very smart move, Graham, when you said, we need somebody who is a lover of literature mm -hmm. uh, to judge this because you weren't being daft there, were you? You were like, right, I, I, I know what's on this role. badly <laughs> developed role. Well, it was, I, I was listening to um, a podcast earlier and they were talking about uh, Dracula. And, mm. you know, obviously, like, an incredibly important work um yeah. and i've i've listened to bits of it over the years i've never sat down to it but mm -hmm. they, they say it's, it's an incredible you know obviously hugely important it's really badly written so you like to read uh, it really not very good um and like, it's I've, brilliant it's what so i've listened to what i've listened to it also like god this is quite boring which is why i've never made it all the way through the book and i, I feel like that's what I'm doing with my photography. Yeah, if you look past the actual content and try and get the idea behind it, oh, it's breathtaking. Val, if you want to change your answer, <laughs> yeah, third, no never mind. In light of this admission, <laughs> I do say I, I do struggle with uh, gothic a little bit uh, mm. in terms of it, I've got ADHD. It's a lot of words sometimes. Mm. You like just get on with it say it but that <laughs> but i do love dracula and frankenstein yeah. is you know mm. from god so there you go no, yeah frank weirdly frankenstein for me i've i've actually never read the book however it has very distinct memories for me because uh, when constance was very very small and adam and i were like pushing her around in the in the pram and, and stuff at three in the morning walking the mean streets um through the snow and the sludge he would basically be like recounting it to me because that was the only thing we could kind of like do to kind of like keep going mm -hmm. it was like you read you know two pages of this and then as we're going round um through the hell of that <laughs> let's you just you just basically like it was almost like a little audio book but we were there mm -hmm. um so that is has a very distinct memory for me um mm -hmm. and yeah weirdly looking back now quite fondly you know on that time on that very challenging time um weird isn't it what books do to us i don't yeah. know well, mm -hmm. if you think about it frankenstein sort of is about a difficult bringing to life so yes it is absolutely Seems appropriate it definitely felt appropriate at the time <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, thank you so much for your time. Oh, I really thank you. Lovely. 
so uh, we will let you go and uh, we can we can continue with uh, the end of the show if if you like uh, or should we wrap up there guys what um how we feel i think let's, if if we let val go and get some food um and and some peace and quiet on a school night too <laughs> um and then we can finish up a few other bits but yeah val thank you so much it's been lovely having you yeah on. thank All you right, thank you so much it's been awesome Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks, Graham. Thanks. <laughs> uh, what I've really enjoyed was the amount of panic that you had in our WhatsApp chat whilst we were trying to get through all of this. Yeah. Went, is it working? And this isn't working. Oh my God, I'm never doing this again. Um, <laughs> John is ah, blah, blah, blah. um which was actually quite lovely that yeah. um, you know there's there's no matter what we do there's always some element of of whatever John's done that kind of yeah. like comes back full circle yeah to, yeah through with you yeah absolutely <laughs> it, it was I, I was out oh, actually well, I'll, I'll talk about it now I was out on a photo walk on Saturday um so I've had to be off work for the last week and a bit. I'm back at work now because I got bored of not being at work. But um, the physio said it's fine, Rachel. Uh -huh. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I messed my shoulder up. So I was off work and I'm getting quite bored. And I had a message from uh, our good friend, Paul, Paul Mackay and Wonderland said, did you know there's a photo walk going on in Oxford on Saturday? And I never know what's going on ever anywhere. There's a photo walk that Analog Wonderland organized um, in association with Kodak. So it's a Tri-X photo walk. And he said, look, all the tickets are sold out, but I know a guy. So I said, yeah, I would love to be there. So I went and took part in that. And it was really nice. Um, got to meet um, a lot of new people, actually. It was uh, folks who, uh, there were a couple of people I knew. Uh, Jasper was there, which was really nice to see Jasper. Congratulations to him. He's just finished his PhD. Oh, and awesome. um, and Amy was there from Analog Wonderland. Um, but that was about it. Other than that, it was all people who were new to me. So that was really nice. And Anyway, we were wandering around, and yes, it was whilst chatting to them that I realised that this this role of film, which had really messed me up, was in fact film that I'd sent to John in the first place. So just come, <laughs> like, oh, I think this might be what karma is. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice. We were very lucky. We had a good day. I think that might be the first, if it's not the first role of Tri-X I've ever shot, it's one of the very few, because I always go for HP5, and... Um, Tri-X is Kodak's equivalent of that. Um, I don't know whether you guys shoot much Tri-X. No. 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 It, it, I think that, I mean, just because we, we're in the UK, like, you know, yeah. Ilford is obviously the the black and white manufacturer in the UK, and so it's just generally a bit more expensive getting something like yeah. the, the Kodak uh, black and white films. I do actually have some in my fridge, um, mm -hmm. but I've, um, it's, it's very kind of expired and stuff, you know, stuff that comes with various other bits of camera kit that's 25 years old or something. And I was like, oh, there's a couple of roles here. So at some point I will have to get around to shooting with it. But again, it's not the sort of thing because it's so expired that I would put in a camera and go, oh, I know this is going to how this is going to yeah. come out. You know, mm. that's the reason it's ended up languishing for longer than it should have done, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but cool. So that sounds lovely. And uh, who organized the photo walk? Was it an Analog Wonderland one? Or? Yeah. Analog, yeah. So the Analog Wonderland guys organized it. Um, okay. Andy Church from Kodak was there. Mm -hmm. He came out. He gave a talk on it, which was great. It was interesting, actually. Again, he, he asked the question how many people have shot Triax? And it's surprising how few people had because uh, for exactly the reason you said, Rach, HP5 and the Ilford films in general, they're cheaper because they're not having to ship them over from the US. Um, mm -hmm. 
but it was really nice to get to shoot it. Uh, they to, to make sure we actually took some pictures, they did a photo scavenger hunt, which I think is the thing they've done before on Photo Walks organized by Analog Wonderland. But they give you the sheet of things to go out and take pictures of. I did mm -hmm. a terrible, terrible job with it because I was too busy chatting the whole way around. So yeah. I took a lot of very bad photos. Um, my camera, I took my Nikon F3. Um, camera I got ages ago given to me by Jeremy North a camera which I absolutely love but I'd not used it in a while it took me 20 minutes of switching batteries around before I left in the morning to go oh hang on a second there's an on off switch on this camera <laughs> like you absolute idiot but then whilst i was out the bloody light meter started mucking out so i don't know whether some contact anyway the camera needs to go off to linden for a bit of trc yeah. i think is what's going on with that but it was really good fun because we had this um scavenger hunt going on and they were collecting the rolls back in at the end so like, oh my god i have to shoot 24 rolls for so um and i've actually got the pictures back from that really they're not good pictures what amazes me and it much like i guess with hp5 it really speaks to triax's tolerance for nonsense is that those pictures came out way better than they had any <laughs> rights to in terms of exposure um so yeah that was a lot of fun um yeah. that's really cool and yeah. um i see you've also meant you've also added a little note about holiday yes well just referring back so as, as you brought up earlier I, I i have got engaged in the last Ooh. few weeks and i did this whilst out on holiday in madeira uh, which yeah. was the first holiday i've been on not so much in a while more kind of ever it was the first time i've actually been on a plane since 2004 i think wow. so, um yeah. so it was great madeira was absolutely lovely yeah. and it was i took a very optimistic amount of film out with me i took a bag full of film like 10 rolls of film i did actually shoot i think four rolls of film whilst i was out there which is quite a lot for me um because you were busy yeah exactly and i'll be honest i so some of the film is off with analog wonderland at the moment being developed because it's color film and i have i have made peace with the fact i'm done with <laughs> developing color film um, um i don't enjoy the process i don't do it i don't shoot enough film often enough mm. that it makes it worthwhile so i have the chemicals sitting around for eight anyway so i sent yeah. it off and also the other big thing that i made peace with when i was getting this and I, I was ordering these things and it's like okay for an extra five pounds for each roll they can scan it for me i said ah i can it scan done. it myself and like, yeah exactly and never i hate scanning color film i don't yeah. mind doing black and white but color film yeah. is a bore so and again made peace with that yeah um but it was lovely because i didn't get much chance at all to shoot last year so it was really nice i took out my om1 uh which was fabulous the whole way around i also took out my uh, yashica um 124g i think it is the one i took mm -hmm. out which was lovely but perhaps slightly too heavy for somebody with a messed up shot to be carrying around but i put a few rolls through that um it was really nice to be shooting i suspect i, I know that they're all just going to be real holiday ass holiday snaps uh, but I made peace with that because that's why I was there. I didn't have the time and I didn't want to you know, drag my holiday off in the direction of, okay, I need to get really great shots. Over. I was like, no, capture the moment you're in. You brought this darn film all the way out here. Shoot it. So I yeah. did. Shoot it, uh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Um, I went through Birmingham Airport. I did ask when I got there, because um, I checked on their website before and said, if you've got film, you can ask for it to be hand-checked. And I got there and said, look, could you hand check this film? And they said that 
the film will be fine. We they've still got the old scanners there. Yeah. If you really want to, we can go go and get a supervisor, but it should be fine. I said, no, if you've still got the old scanners, that's fine. Let it go through. But they did say that they're going to be upgrading soon. Um, but it was uh, at mm -hmm. least had a nice interaction with the people at yeah. Birmingham Airport. They were helpful. And if I pushed the matter, they would have gone and got it done for me. But it's like, no, if yeah. you've got the old scanners, then that's absolutely fine. Um, so that was good to know. So, yeah, I had a lovely holiday. And we'll wait and see what the pictures are like from that. And I've still got some rolls of black and white to develop from there as well. So that Yay! That's yeah. awesome. And um, what are you going to do with all these photos, Graham, when they come back? Are you going to actually print them? Are you going to put them in an album? What's, what's your plan? I actually do have a half plan um, because we've also, Sinead and I took a few, but we've got quite a lot of mobile pictures as well because mm. Sinead was snapping away. And I am planning uh, on making a um, photo book for Sinead of the holiday because obviously oh. it's become quite important. So that's I haven't talked to her about it. Obviously, it'll be a surprise, but that is my plan. So um because yeah i think it'd be nice to do and i think photo books for that kind of thing are a great way of doing that just get one made up and so yeah that's that's really sweet and lovely and are you going to get that done in a week because it's valentine's day am i heck <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously just kidding because it doesn't matter as long as you do it doesn't matter how yeah. you know um at some point so that sounds like a super lovely plan and yeah you don't want them just languishing on your hard drive to you you know scans and stuff so that'll be lovely lovely to yeah. see as a book yeah. um and um claire do you want to give us a quick little update before we finish up um billy and i were basically guessing you know you sent us a, a couple of bullet points of like your plans for the year and and obviously, uh, as we've mentioned to the listeners and things, you've been very ill. Uh, so mm. we're really pleased to have you back with us. Yeah, it's um, really long may it last. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want to give us a little update on any of the things you've mentioned, um, well, I, I was I was in London, wasn't I? So that was amazing. And then it wasn't because obviously I was staying with with Brian, who's now yeah. sadly the late Brian, the great Brian. But when I was with her, what what I take from it is, I'm so glad I did go and spent that time with him mm -hmm. um, because his exhibitions were really, as you can imagine, really great. It was lovely to see his work in, in, in such big, big images, you know, big prints. So that was great. I got to the I got to the Tate to see that exhibition I'd wanted to see, which was um, from painting to photography. Yes, yeah, that wonderful link between them. Yeah, awesome. yeah, that was, that, that was yeah. great. And um, I, there was some I love Hockney I, there was some Hockney paintings there and I just loved them and I could imagine them as like you know photographs for sure Polaroids and you know I love all his Paul series um but anyway yeah so I'm planning yeah I've got uh, uh, my ideas together I'm just waiting for the weather for my photography my upcoming next photograph photographic series is that I'll work on I'll be working on that will keep me busy so I'll probably I've realized because we're already in February now aren't we so I'll probably be less much less on social media not that I've I've lessened it anyway because I'll probably just be busy creating the new work you know um are you able to tell us what your photographic project will you I, I'm firming them up but I will share when they're completely firmed up. and I've got I am Graham smiling and I've got um I've got two exhibitions confirmed for autumn um yeah thank you so again when i'm able to obviously i'll share what share share what they are so, so it's nice to have something off in the kind of future um yeah and i'm kind of looking to the photographic projects that i'm planning will be um 
local, you know, shooting on my island, as it were. Um, but I am planning as well a, a summer away to, to, to shoot as well. And I was going to say something, um, talking of sets and stuff, there's two more exhibitions actually in London that really appeal to me. And one is keeping in the theme of architecture, actually. It's called Tropical Modernism. It's in the, in the V&A, yeah, Tropical Modernism architecture and independence and it's for me it's 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 really my aesthetic because it's like it looks brutalist you know, brutalist <laughs> and pa palm trees in the sun and it was saying it was um it's a style architectural style that was developed it says in the hot humid conditions of west africa in the 40s um and after independence so india and ghana as they, they're saying it says um adopted the style as a symbolism of modernity and progressiveness distinct from colonial culture but that looks really really good mm. some of the photographs from that look incredible um and there's a really good one as well for listeners just to put it out there um fragile beauty again in the vna um and it's um El elton john from elton john's collection oh. i hadn't realized that elton john was a massive photographic fan and collector until a few years ago um he'd loaned pictures to the tate modern and oh, he's wow. got an incredible collection <laughs> of image of um photographs from amazing photographers so this is another one but with a the theme of fragile beauty and some of the stills that they're showing that will be in there look really great Ooh. so I'll, I'll look forward to that because i feel like that's what feeds me all these things like they feed you don't they um the they feed you yeah they get you inspirations yeah fantastic and, yeah busy claire there's a surprise yeah. No, and I digress a bit. I'll put. I last night I went to the cinema and I watched um, the boy in the heron. Oh yeah, yeah. I which I, I haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah. Know. Which kind of animation? I thought I wanted. Oh, do you know what? It was. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so that's something as well to get you thinking and yeah, you know, especially yeah. fantastic and pretty surreal. <laughs> <laughs> pretty surreal, and finally, before I, you know on the on the subject of the tropical architecture and everything you know i've said before and this is a challenge when i ever, when i do get around to coming to visit graham <laughs> i'm gonna we'll have our own challenge because do you remember before graham i was saying when you're photographing everywhere is potentially a set because mm -hmm. you can isolate in on anywhere really and, and you were saying graham uh, uh not where i live <laughs> not mm -hmm. where i live so will mm -hmm. that be our challenge common um, refrain from graham yeah. isn't it <laughs> so, so I've got this burn it because I love palm trees. So there's like a microclimate on the islands. So there's quite a few palm trees and I'm really jealous because I don't have any. So I'm going to get like palm trees um, for my Grim. back garden. Yeah. I need to see you when she's bringing palm trees. I'm just bringing palm trees, yeah. So I'm sort of like making my garden into a set. Mm -hmm. Good call. <laughs> Bit oh, of California in yeah. my back garden. Yeah, I'll bring one with me, Graham, when I visit you in a pot <laughs> and we can go around and we can set design. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Claire. There are yeah. a lot of palm trees in Madeira. Go to Madeira. Oh, my God. You want palm yeah. trees? They got palm trees. I love palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rach? What have you been up to? Also oh, a ton. <laughs> there's been a few things going on. That's true. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll just try and recap a few bits before I lose my voice. So um, one of the big things for me has been working on my instant box camera portrait sessions mm -hmm. series, which has been really fun just like so magical and so fun and I'm very excited to be sharing that a bit wider afield so I kind of did a launch at the Calderstones Mansion House in Calderstones Park um, which is down the road from me absolutely wonderful 
park I love the park it's beautiful mm. and they have this amazing mansion house that they did up a few years ago um and is now the home of the reader so a lovely connection again with literature as we've been talking about yeah. today because it is the kind of like national headquarters for the reader organization all about um, making sure that literature becomes a part of everybody's world and that it, there shouldn't be barriers to people being able to read and enjoy stories mm. and things so it's very special to me as a place it also has a place called the story barn as well uh for which is for children and um so they have a series of reading rooms uh, where they do various clubs and groups and things and i was given the space of the blue reading room on the saturday uh the weekend just gone to basically do uh, a set of victorian portrait sort of sessions so people could book onto those and actually i had val came down and did a um a sitting for me which was brilliant mm. the first time i've had my model's hair match the actual walls of the venue wow. uh, so she turned up and i was like i'm in the blue reading room and it, i kid you not it was literally the exact same blue <laughs> I'm I'm shooting on paper negatives here in black and white. I don't know mm. how this blue is going to translate, you know, because mm. obviously different colours have different wavelengths, etc. And I thought, oh my god, what if her hair completely just disappears? It would be hilarious. Um, but like really interesting. So um I and I wasn't aware of it before she turned up and I was like, this is lovely. Oh my god, I don't know what's gonna happen. Um so that was a lot of fun and we got to mess around we did three or four different sort of like poses and portraits and things um and i'm just i'm loving the simplicity and the magic and the 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 very tactile experience that is shooting with the instant box camera because it kind of encompasses all the things i love but yeah. in one little package if you like so there's lots of things that i'm working on around that you know developing it and things um to make it uh the experience but at the moment you can go on my website you can find the link for the vintage um portrait experience and you can book a session so if you want to come along you know with grab your friends grab your loved ones come along and do your own portrait if you don't normally get chance to do that as a photographer you mm -hmm. can come and sit for for one in my studio and um i just think it's lovely to be able to use those processes from you know based around things from 170 years ago today yeah. and that sort of performative side of things is really lovely mm -hmm. so i've had a lot of when i've posted about it the interesting thing that i found has come up a lot is lots of questions about people saying oh have you tried direct positive i'm like yes i have tried direct positive and uh, it's something that um everybody seems to want me to create uh, an image that looks like an like a normal image shall we say yeah. a positive but for me there's several reasons why i'm not going down that route at this point um one the direct positive paper is fiber based which makes it a lot more tricky to work with because you have to wash it a lot more in terms of drying it in terms of pressing it that makes it a little bit more challenging um and uh it means that i'm more able to take more shots using resin coated paper much quicker and get through those if i need to reshoot or something yeah um, and at the end of the day for me part of the magic of this is showing that link between this traditional technology uh, and these uh, heritage processes and our modern technology that we have now so it's like but look how cool this is when you can take your phone and hover over it and what changes from this negative 
which isn't how we normally see images these days mm -hmm. into this magical like positive image and it's like you can take that away and have this talking point on the wall yeah. you know at home um so i send everybody the link to the app so that they can invert it themselves and basically take like a digital quick little shot so they've got that image but i just think that is a, a very interesting um special part of this as well so that there's various other reasons obviously that i'm doing that at the moment but it's just something that's kind of like come up mm -hmm. a lot in the comments and things when i've shared these processes um not in a bad way just in a people are curious as to why i'm not doing that at this point um but it does lead me on to something that i am looking at doing which is the taking it from that negative to the black and white reversal part of the process and then creating a a positive image using that because then you can actually see that transform yeah. in front of your eyes and yeah. i think that still encompasses the magic that i'm looking yeah. for yeah. in that process and you're left with a positive image obviously so that is something that i will be expanding into at some point i've been talking to dave walker i'm hoping we'll get him on as a guest at some point to discuss yeah. that i know graham you've you've done a couple of shoots with him as well which has been lovely and it's been fascinating to see how he's been exploring that process so that's kind of the main thing I've been working on. Like I say, um, go and have a little look on my website. It's littlevintagephotography.co.uk and you can find me on Instagram uh, also, littlevintagephotography. Um, I've um, been trying my best to kind of put some more bits and pieces out there to show everybody behind the scenes how it works, doing some little bits of video and that kind of stuff. It's always very challenging when you're on your own doing these things. Um, yeah. And trying to just get better at, at sharing that and putting that out there because people don't know what I'm up to otherwise. Um, so that's been the main thing. And um, along with the analog retreat, which I mentioned obviously in last episode with Billy, that I'm, ex I'm really excited for. That's going to be in October. Um, so the plans are progressing with that. I'm having lots of conversations with people, which I'm really excited about. So the one thing I would say is I will be updating everybody soon. Just make sure you're on the wait list for that so that you can find out more information as that comes up. Again, if you pop to the website and click on the link to sign up to the waitlist, then that would be great. We'll put the link in the show notes, Graham. There we go. I'm just letting you know. Um, oh, I good. I'll definitely remember. <laughs> for you. Um, just to make it a little bit more simple, hopefully. A um, couple of other things. My Phoenix film arrived. Thank you very much. Yeah, Graham. thank that you, Graham. Yeah. I haven't yet managed to get it into a camera, unsurprisingly, um, but I will. So I have the three rolls in my fridge at the moment. Very exciting. Uh, I have to say, you know, people, obviously, I shot a roll of the Phoenix film. Right. Before, you know, before, when, but as, it, you know, I took a roll of that film with me on holiday. I was like, no, Ooh. this is what I want to do on holiday. So, because um, it's an interesting film and yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. So, that's one of the roles of film that's out with Analog Wonderland at the moment. Mm. So, I thought, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's a cool film. It, it is, is different yeah, I... and it is a special effects film. It's yeah. not, but it's experimental. Great looking forward to shooting. Yeah, I, I, I like the look of what comes from that film yeah. stock. Can't wait thanks, to thanks for sending yeah. us a surprise box of it, Graham, because it, I was chuffed when it came through the post little parcel. <laughs> You've been waiting it, a little while for it. Yeah. It was another occasion where I, I seem to accidentally, it's, a, it's some sort of like weird trend at the moment where I accidentally match my, my clothes to my film or like <laughs> my model's hair to the wall of where I'm shooting yep. or something. So I don't know what's going to be next. Mm. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> um, so that and um, I've got my next virtual film development party coming up, which is the monthly um, film development party that I run through Patreon. Um, that's mm. going to be on the 9th of Feb, 
So looking forward to meeting up with everybody uh, for that and developing some roles of film, of which Ooh. there are plenty that uh, in my backlog that still need to be done, of course. I'm free on Friday for that. Are you? Fantastic. Yeah. And I have quite a lot of roles of film I need to develop. As well. <laughs> awesome. I'm so pleased. It's been a while, Graham, since you've yeah. had a chance to join us. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and um, uh, one other thing that I was going to mention is that I'm going to be doing some um, cyanotype workshops um, similar to what the ones that I did at the Analog Spotlight event in Nottingham uh, in October. Um, these are going to be as part of the Recollections exhibition in Preston. Um, mm -hmm. The um, Susie, Ali and Charlotte are the people who have put the exhibition together and the event, the festival itself. Um, actually, Mandy uh, left. She did uh, an interview with all three of the photographers um, on the Sunny 16 Presents channel through the Only Films podcast. So if you want to have a little listen to that, um, that will tell you a little bit more about the exhibition, Recollections exhibition. And they asked me to come along as part of the um, activities and events that they're putting on. And basically run some cyanotype sessions mm. so um there is a an eventbrite link if you would like to if you didn't get a chance to come and do one in um at the analog spotlight or even if you did and you'd like to come back and have an, another go uh then i'll be there on the 20th of feb um in the shop uh, on sky street in preston doing that and i've got an eventbrite link again we'll hopefully put that into the show notes so that people can sign up to uh, a slot if they would mm. like to come on it'd be great to see everybody there we go. Lovely. Sounds awesome. Um, we've got a couple of things just going to throw in quickly at the end here. The first one is the photography show is not far away now. Mm -hmm. um, Rach, you will bear with me. What date's the photography show at the NEC? No problem. It's the 16th to the 19th of March. So it's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to be there all four days. Um, I'm going to have a stand where I'll be doing the cyanotype drop-ins, um, creating a pop-up exhibition. And I'm also going to be doing three talks over the course of three, um, over yeah. the four days as well. So yeah. Saturday, Monday and Tuesday. There's going to be one that I'm doing on darkroom magic. So getting into darkroom processing and and the education side of things uh, one on bringing analog photography into your workflow if you're a hybrid shooter or somebody who's digital and wants to bring in some film to events and celebratory photography weddings maybe uh, and then the one on Tuesday is going to be around using the instant box camera basically so mm -hmm. I'll also have that hopefully there with me um, and maybe doing some portraits and things Lovely. too we'll see how I get on with all of mm. that so I'll be there for the four days. Um, I do have a pair of hands for the Saturday, Sunday, Monday currently, um, but there is a gap on the Tuesday. So if any of our listeners are around and would like to informally lend a hand, um, then it would be really nice to know if there is anybody who is able to do that. <laughs> Drop me a line. <laughs> Get in touch. That would always be useful. And Graham, you're going to be joining us as well. Yeah, I'm hoping to be up there. No, I'm planning to be up there on the Saturday. I'm not quite sure what we're going to do this year there. I don't I don't know whether we'll do the dash round and try and record yeah. with everybody as we have done for the past many, many times because we've done it the past many, many times. But I'll do something. We'll figure it out nearer the time. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun. I'm just looking forward to seeing everyone there, as is always the case. Um, one person we won't see there, um, uh, who I had a message from, I know it wasn't him, but um, our good friend Emma, um, who previously mm. of Analog Wonderland and She Hearts Film, who's now off in Australia having mm -hmm. a very good time, sent this message out earlier, and I'm going to share this one because it sounds like a cool thing. So she says, I'm currently helping out a photography school in London with their social media. They're an amazing space based in Shoreditch called the Shoreditch Academy of Image Making, or 
Saim. They have darkroom printing facilities, Max and flatbed scanners, a studio, and more. They are a really brilliant space trying to get off the ground. So they are hosting an open day soon, and I would love it if some of you can attend. It's a free event. There will be talks, mini workshops, a photo walk, and and this is the most important thing, snacks and drinks. Yes. Um, <laughs> it should be a fun photo community event, and hopefully some of you will come and see what Saim has to offer and come back for future workshops. Mm. And let me just, uh, because I realised that in that sentence, one thing that wasn't there was the dates. Um, so the Shoreditch Academy of Image Making, uh, the open day is happening on the 2nd of March uh, 2024, which is good, could it be a long, long wait if it was 2025, <laughs> um, from 10.30 until 16.30. And you can find them at Shoreditch Academy on Instagram and etc., or at www.theshoreditchacademy.com. Again, I will do my best to remember to put the links in the show notes. But if you're near Shoreditch or <laughs> want to travel to Shoreditch, that sounds like a fun thing. There's going to be snacks. Whee! Almost What's enough it? to drag me to Shoreditch. Yes. <laughs> I made sure I took some love hearts and some brownies along with me to the shoot because, you know, you just got to make sure you feed your army. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The only sad thing is Emma won't be there because yeah. she is, as mentioned, in Australia. But yeah. we love Emma. And if Emma's doing something with somebody, then it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. it was just her birthday as well. So happy birthday. And happy birthday to Emma as well then. Um, mm. Yeah. There we go. That's great. Thank you so much, both of you, as always, for joining me, yeah. for, for being here with me and um, and hosting this wonderful podcast that we call home. <laughs> um, it's been, uh, to, to quote a line from Aid, uh, an honour and a privilege uh, to be here. And it's been just really fun to get back to the Cheap Shots Challenge, um, to judging it, to taking part in it, to all losing, of losing, which is what you did. Losing, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I'm fine with that. Uh, to all of the yeah, all the mishaps and the fun things that we get to do as part of that. And I hope if if our listeners would like to um, to for there to be another one, let us know. You know, and mm -hmm. we will have a look at doing another another theme at some point soon if there is interest in that. So, yeah. in you know the meantime. What I'm can I, can I just say something, Rach? Of course. I think, I think we just, I just enjoy doing them. Like, yeah, me too. We're just going to do another one soon anyway. And if they want to join yeah. in, and if they don't, we'll do it. Yeah. Well, I said, <laughs> it was interest. I didn't <laughs> yeah. say who from. As long as yeah. it's interest from somebody, and it's not just me on my own, then <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to do that. That'd be lovely. And thanks to our coffee donors, isn't it, as always? Absolutely, yes. Um, our coffee donors keep us going um, with coffee and or um you know film and <laughs> wonderful wonderful things that they're able, that they do help us to achieve mate you know namely keeping the podcast going and yeah. uh, and hosting fees and all the other bits and pieces um because you know we just mm. we don't pay graham so uh mm. <laughs> we have to do something to keep him here with us mm -hmm. um so yeah thank you ever so much to our coffee donors and if you would like to write in to us it would be wonderful to have some emails from our listeners we are we are on sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Um, don't send them all to iDream of Cameras because they've got enough emails. Send them yeah. to us. It'd be lovely to hear from our listeners. Um, we want to know what you're up to. And um, as I said before, the original and best. Uh, it would be uh, <laughs> it'd be super to hear from everybody uh, and know know what you're getting up to as we go into gosh February of 2024. So looking forward to seeing everybody again soon. We'll speak to you then. Bye bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>